Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauty. It's your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? I am doing great. We've got a really fun show uh, planned for tonight, and we're going to jump right into it, uh, talking about your favorite team, uh, Lehigh, playing their 2,000th AHL game on December 10th, the ninth franchise to hit that milestone. Uh, Sam is a, a Phantoms fan and someone who has been working closely with the organization. Put that milestone into perspective for us of, of 2,000 games, what it means to Lehigh, to the organization, to the players to hit that mark. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what it means to the current team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gauge that on on Saturday um, during the press conference. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're all amped to be a part of it. You have the Charlotte checkers coming in who have, um, multiple former flyers on it, like, uh, Michael Delzato, you've got Jerry Mayhew on it. You've got Connor, Connor Butterman on it and you have Alex Lyon coming back. So like them all being a part of that game, that's going to pretty be pretty momentous. Um, you know, you, ha- you have so many people that have been a part of the organization for so long. Um, the the team has been around since 1996. It was actually, I think I've been writing so much the last couple of days. It's they either, this was their third or fourth attempt at a, a minor league hockey team in Philadelphia. Um, and it was the one that stuck around. <laughs> um, unfortunately, they did have to move. Um, due to closing the spectrum down, but um, they moved up to Lehigh Valley. Well, they moved to the Adirondack and then they moved back or moved to Lehigh Valley. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty it, that's a huge milestone for any team to reach, and um, I'm really excited I can be part of it. I, I probably don't even have to ask, but you're going to the game uh, on December 10th, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna sit at home and watch it, Dan. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe you wanted to sit at home, you know, crack open a cold one no, with uh, no, all of our um, beer sponsors that we've got to get to later in the show. But <laughs> no, um, I just no, got, if you're gonna be, I just, I just got clearance about an hour ago um, that I'm gonna be in the press box, and um, there's gonna be some Philly media there. So uh, they they kind of some of them got wind of of this pretty uh, momentous game. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun one. And it's it's gonna be a good game here too. Uh, Sam's Vince, been to all two thousand. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> no, I haven't, Vince. I've only been going to games since they've been in Lehigh Valley. <laughs> okay, but you're still going, or at the very least, you're watching. So there is that. Um, and should be a good game with Charlotte too. Um, Charlotte is in action right now, actually, um, playing against a, um, a very good, as we've talked about on the show. Uh, Hershey Bears squad. Hershey's up three nothing at the end of the second. Um, Hershey, but Charlotte, Hershey, oh, sorry, Dan. Hershey currently has seventeen shots on goal, and they are up by three. And Charlotte has twenty two shots on goal, and they are zero. Yeah, so Lion, Charlotte and Lehigh should be a a very good game. Lion is in net for Charlotte, and Zach Fucali is in net for Hershey. Two goaltenders that uh, that we really love on this show. That's a a good goaltending battle. And anytime that uh, you get to 
watch two excellent goaltenders uh, really showcasing their craft like that head to head. Um, that's a fun watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big night for uh, for Lehigh. Tune into that one, and uh, yeah, Sam, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of your uh, recaps and stories from that one as well. I bet there's going to be a ton of alumni in the building as well. Um, cool. you know, players who've played there over the years, coaches who have been there over the years. Uh, just a lot of familiar faces for uh, what should be a, a fun game and just a fun night as a whole. I, I I hope there's you know former players in 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 the building besides the ones that are playing on the opposing team. Um, you know, like I said, Philly media is going to be there. Some of Philly media is going to be there. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to be a night to uh, de- definitely a night to remember. And um, I'm. I'm excited I get to be a part of it. I bet you are. Uh, visit Lugaroo.co for uh, all of your custom apparel needs. Uh, Colin does a, a fantastic job, and we've we've had him on the show. We've we've talked up his apparel ever since. And our our boys uh, with the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones love that gear. Um, other teams have told us as well. They're like, dude, where do you get your gear? And uh, we send them to Lugaroo. So yeah, uh, and. Not just because it's like my current favorite player, but like that is like my most comfortable jersey. Oh, for sure. It it looks it looks phenomenal. Yeah. No, it it's it's um it. it's very recognizable, especially when uh, he's the only player that has gone to Ohio State on the team. You can kind of recognize it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh let's get into our uh players of the month here. Um starting with uh, Matthew Phillips for the Calgary Wranglers, who was our star of the week last week. We just talked him up a bunch on last week's show, so we won't go, won't go as deep on him as we will with some of the other players to give the backgrounds and the stories here, but uh, leads the league in points uh, right now for Calgary, 15 goals, 15 assists. Um, so he's just kind of running away with things here a little bit. Yeah. Um, and doing it for the most part at even strength, too. He does have five power play goals, but uh, – uh, 10 at even strength. So uh, Phillips is uh, what, what chance do you give for Phillips of leading the league and scoring at the end of the year? As good of a chance as I gave Potsy last year. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think uh, if Calgary doesn't call him up, there's a pretty good shot. I would think that, that he'd be in the mix at the end of the year too. Um, and you see some of the other usual uh, suspects up there near the top of the list, but um, I, I think Phillips is if I had to bet money on it that's that's who I'm betting on to to take that one um yeah solid start to the year for uh, for Phillips um goaltender of the month for November my boy Hunter Shepard with the Hershey Bears um 60 record for Hershey in November 1.63 goals against average and a 936 save percentage in November. The first Hershey goaltender to win the award since Braden Holtby in December of 2012. So almost 10 years to the month. Um, but he actually uh, just got called up as well in a, in a relief role with, uh, with Washington. So um, yeah, Hunter is, um, you know, if you ever get a chance to watch him even, even through AHL TV or in person, he is a wonderful goaltender. I cannot say good enough things about him. He is always on point. He's always dialed in. And like we've talked about, all goalies are weird. They all have their tendencies. Um, 
but he's a very good goaltender. Well, and his his collegiate career as well with uh, University of Minnesota Duluth, um, really, uh, he was one of the finalists for the the twenty twenty Mike Richter Awards. Um, the when the season was shut cut short with COVID, the twenty twenty season, uh, he was twenty two ten and two. 218 goals against and a 918 save percentage. Um, oh, he's, no he's wonder been, you like him. Yeah, it, yeah, because he's a bulldog. <laughs> I, was I, like, I thought you knew that. I was like, why? No, I don't really yeah. know much one hunter. Because because he's a UMD bulldog, and that's that's my team. Those are my guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, have have always liked Hunter Shepard, and you could just you could tell when he was at UMD that like this kid is going to do great things. And I, I hope he gets a chance for a, a spot start or two here while called up for Washington. Um, I hate that Darcy Kemper is out. That sucks for the Caps. But I hope that it gives Hunter Shepard a chance to, to maybe see some action here and, uh, and kind of prove it. You know, he's, he's done very, very well at the AHL this season. Best, uh, best goals against among AHL goaltenders. He's at 183, and he's the only one who's below a 2.0. Um, 9.32 save percentage. So, among your qualified goalies, that's about as good as it gets. So, yeah, more power to Hunter Shepard there. Um, and then for our third, the uh, the rookie of the month, uh, Sammy Walker, Iowa Wild. So another Minnesota connection there. Um, I, I I told you I'm so happy for this show. There's so much Minnesota representation. I love it. He was um, he was five eight thirteen in twelve games, and he leads all of the AHL rookies in scoring with eighteen points in eighteen games entering last weekend's action. Yeah, so he's he's been on a heater, and it's frankly it's it's really kind of helped the Iowa Wild stay afloat. They're in fifth at twenty two points, but they're one point out of third. They're five point or six points out of first. I can't do math. It's it's after eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. I should not be doing that kind of math, but yeah. here we are. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't um, add six. Come on, what am I doing with my life? Uh, but yeah, Sammy Walker, uh, one of the the rookie points leaders. Um, in fact, the rookie points leader, um, and it might stay that way for a little while as well because hot on his tail was uh, Kirill Marchenko uh, with the the Cleveland Monsters and Marchenko just got called up as we'll touch on later in the show everybody's um, getting called up yeah it's it's that time of year so we're seeing um we're kind of seeing the injuries start to go we're seeing ahl players who have started the year strong and it's oh we're kind of in need of somebody as a as our next uh you know our seventh d our 13th forward and maybe get you into the lineup here a little bit it's call-up season um before we do move on from talking about iowa I got to give my boy Zane McIntyre here a, a shout out. 7 0 shutout. 7 0 shutout, baby. That's a big Let's go, Zano and Zano. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's his nickname is Zano and Zano. Like, I was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, righteous Felon. Uh, use promo code 15. Or... Sam, you want to take this read? I'm struggling here all of a sudden. Can't do math, can't read a promo. (laughs) Go for it. You're struggling tonight. (laughs) While I'm reading Righteous Phone, you know there's something wrong. Um, (laughs) We've all been there. Three o'clock rolls around. It's too late for lunch, too early for dinner. 
But that growling in your stomach needs an answer. When that mid-afternoon hunger rolls around, reach for a bag of Righteous Felon beef jerky made in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Righteous Felon has tons of flavors like OG Hickory, Baby Blues Barbecue, and Habanero Escobar to fill you up right. Use the promo code OCSN at checkout on RighteousFelon.com for 15% off your order. That's OCSN for Old City Sports Network on your jerky bundles, meat sticks, and more. Righteous Felon snack cabinet contraband fresh from the smokehouse. That's a mouthful. Thank you for taking that for me. You nailed it. This is my favorite flavor is Maryland Monroe. Yeah, I just got uh, a a bag of that one the other day. I I had like five different ones in there because I want to try them all. And they've all been good so far. Um, But Maryland Monroe is definitely um, working its way at the top of the list. The bourbon one was really good, too. Um, Yeah, that one one really uh, hits different. Yeah. Um, Quentin Byfield with his first professional hat trick for Ontario on Sunday. Um, How soon until he is NHL ready? He was the second overall pick in the 2020 draft. um, One spot behind Lafreniere. Um, some of the other guys around him have already been called up. Tim Stutzla, who went third, is playing for Ottawa. Lucas Raymond, who went fourth with Detroit. Um, are we going to see Quentin Byfield called up here this season? Are we going to see him before New Year's even? Um, where, where do you think things fall for him with uh, Ontario and with the Kings? I mean, it, it all depends, um, obviously, with injuries or if they even want to see him, it's really hard as a coach to make that call to scratch a healthy player and bring up a kid from the AHL because um, uh, during preseason when I was at training camp, uh, Justin Braun said these words. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skating and practicing with these kids here at training camp, but we're all vying for a spot. And I got to remember I was a kid. I was that kid one day. And I was that kid vying for that spot. I was that one trying to take that job. So I got to remember that even though they're trying to, I'm trying to help them and mentor them, that they're trying to take my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so as, as a coach, you, you got to make, you got to make that call of, do you want to see this player and see how they do? and scratch your healthy players or do you just wait for an injury to happen? Um, you don't really see too much of that happen with Ontario. I'm not sure how their injury injury bug is going just with going LA. Up up, actually. Um, um, I don't really see so right now. It's, teams. it's very few. <laughs> they have three names on the list. And, and I think, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that just based on the positions that they would play that, that they would call up. Uh, by field for any of those guys so yeah and that, that's what I'm saying is like I don't see too I don't ever see too many things pop up in my Twitter feed about LA or Ontario so you know I think pending injury you might see him this season but I don't think LA would call him up just to call him up I don't think, I think so that, too. They are, that they are that type of team well, and it's it's not like he's having a bad year for Ontario. Ten points in ten games and seven goals for those ten points. Like he is going to be your power forward, goal scorer. That's that's the role he's going to play. Um, but again, he's he's played ten games and we're twenty into the season. So obviously something wasn't quite right there and not quite ready to go. Certainly after a good start, um, I think maybe 
later in the year if if LA is making a playoff push and they need somebody or um once we get past the point where you know LA makes the playoffs and you can call guys up and they won't count against the salary cap I would think there's a chance he gets called up maybe somewhere in that stretch because his game will translate so well for playoff hockey oh yeah but also like he's you know barely like I think he's 20 right now but eligible to play AHL um because when his birthday falls, he might be 21. Let me take a look here. Um, go to the right page. Try and do math again. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah. So he's he's 20 right now. Um, turned 20 in uh, in August. So um, yeah, he's like like we talked about on last week's show with patience with prospects and not rushing guys up before they're ready. I'm very excited for Byfield. I wanted the wild to trade up and do whatever they had to do to go get him. I think he's the real deal. Um, I think eventually he's going to be what Kopitar currently is for the Kings. That's the role that they are prepping him for. And you Mm -hmm. cannot rush that kind of preparation for that type of leadership, for that type of potential captain material. Um, Plus, just the the on ice production, you can't rush it. So, but you know, what do we know? What do we know? We're we're just an AHL podcast, so <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I'll read this one. Uh, go to www.oldcitysports.com and check out all the other podcasts, articles, and more. Um, we are growing our network constantly. Um, we just launched our new NHL show that's going to kind of run a little bit concurrent to what we're doing, um, uh, Center Ice, on Monday nights at 8.30. Um, so 8.30 is kind of hockey time on, on Monday and Tuesday. So uh, if you're an NHL fan, go check that out. Jesse and Joel uh, had their first show last night. It was fantastic. Uh, do we have a goal in that game, Sam? What's the, the update on the one? Charlotte does not. Okay. So, uh, so Charlotte uh, on the board there, three uh, one. Yep. Yeah, three one. Um, but yeah, we so. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Oh, sorry. Twenty uh, four shots on goal for Charlotte. Seventeen shots on goal for Hershey. Hershey's kind of losing their um their ground in the third. We'll see what happens. Charlotte could be up for a big comeback here. Um, yeah, check out all the content that we've got on uh, on OldCitySports.com. Uh, AHL people. Player of the Week. Jumping back into awards, uh, Christian Milanen with the uh, Abbotsford Canucks. Sam, you want to give us a scoop on uh, Milanen? Sure. Uh, I am not with it today. Um, we're just the hot mess express tonight. That's where we're at. Um, so, yeah, Christian Milanen was obviously named AHL Player of the Week. He has one goal and nine assists in four games in the last week. You know... I love my guys, but I just want something nice. And this this would be a nice player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although, he would, <laughs> Although a couple of my guys have become more consistent, so I can't really complain. Um, so he did that in four games last week. The Canucks, Abby Canucks, have won four in a row to start their six-game home homestand. Um, 
Christian was selected in by Ottawa in the fourth round of the 2015 draft, and he, in his first season with Abbotsford, after spending his first three AHL seasons with the Bill Senators and two more with the Ontario Reign. So, yeah, this so is third, third team. He's kind of been, been all over a little bit, and seems like he's settling in because he's now um, eighth in the AHL in points and uh, second among defensemen. So he's, he's two back of uh, Darren Radish with Syracuse, who's on 26. Uh, Will Landon's at 24. Uh, but did I see Will Landon maybe just got called up here too? Possibly. There were a lot of there's, call-ups. There's an X by his name on HL.com, so that's why I was, I was wondering there. There were a ton of call-ups with uh, San Jose today as well. Like mm-hmm. a ton of call-ups. Um, because I know that's our next I'll tell you what. Do you want to – I'll do our next ad read and then because uh, our next segment was going to be our uh, our transactions up, here with the, the who's up, who's down. So um, visit www.norsebeards.com and enter promo code OCS for 25% off your Norsebeard products. Um, pretty much everybody on OCSN is, uh, is using those now. Uh, their products will make for uh, great stocking stuffers for the uh, bearded individuals in your life. Um, so go check out norsebeards.com. OCS is your promo code for 25% off your Norse Beards products. All right, Sam, hit us with okay. some AHL transactions here. We got so many to get to and, and kind of pick um, apart here a little bit. So I'm kind of going to hit with San Jose just because of how many they've had in the last like 10 days. Um, Aaron Dell was recalled from... So he went to San Jose. Scott Harrington. Um, Aaron Dell is a goaltender for San Jose organization. Scott Harrington is a def- defenseman. Um, and Jeff Reveal is a forward. They all went to San Jose. Um, Darren Brady was signed to a PTO. And if you guys don't know, a PTO is a professional tryout contract. Every player is entitled to nine games. Um, and within those nine games, if the player is not signed to that. They can actually be let go before those nine games or they're just not signed to a contract. That's Mm. just that. They can go to another team. Um, So, yeah, Darren Brady was signed with PTO. Jeffrey Veal um, was returned from San Jose. Um, So, Darren Brady was signed on 11-29 to that PTO, and then he was let go on 12-1 from his PTO. He was really Short stint. Yes. Um, Will Rydell is a defenseman, and he was signed to a PTO on the second. CJ Seuss, so this all happened today. CJ Seuss is a forward, and he was sent to San Jose. Um, E2 McAnemy. I am so excited for this kid for the 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 bad luck he had last year in Chicago with his injury and he just didn't play. Um he sorry, Fucali just made a great save. Um all good. McEnany, we get distracted by goalies on this show. McAnemy is recalled to the San Jose Sharks, and as long as he is up there. I am a San Jose Sharks fan. (laughs) 
Um, I was hoping that we'd see Montana in the list of all the Sharks call-ups here. God, I know. It's got to um, be coming here soon. And then Aaron Dell was recalled. So basically him and McAnemy switched. McAnemy went up. Aaron Dell came back down. Um, so that's it for San Jose. But that's a long list within 10 days. So I don't know what's going on in the water in San Jose, but it needs to stop. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see McAnemy in action tomorrow night against Vancouver. That might be a bit of a tough, you know, throw him into the wolves type of situation without a lot of practice time with the team, but also, um, you know, McNamee was a, a fourth round pick in 2017. So he's more than, he, I think he's more than capable of doing it. That's about the range that you really start to see goaltenders kind of come off the board in drafts. It's, it's kind of rare to see a whole lot of first and second round goalies, just because goalies, they take so much longer to develop. They're so much harder to predict with career trajectories. Um, you get some guys who look really good early on um, and then kind of don't pan out. You get other guys who late round picks who you're thinking, well, maybe he'll be you know an ECHL or AHL guy who then tears it up and gets called up. So McAmey could be in that spot. So Michael Hellman, um, Sam, what are your thoughts on Pat Nagel going back to Reading and Meyer coming back to Lehigh Valley? Um, I honestly, Mike, I just think it's a switch out that they're doing, um, that they've been doing, uh, all season with Grossneck being injured. I really hope Goose comes back soon. He's a terrific goaltender when healthy. Um, so yeah, I just think Pat Nagel's just being sent down so he gets playing time. Um, Mayor Nolan is fantastic. Kid is a little strange, but you know what? All goalies are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, not not to go off on a tangent, and as you hear my puppies fighting. Um, Why don't you talk about Patty Nags and they're like, what, Pat Nags, what? <laughs> um, but Nolan Mayer, every time the whistle goes off, you can literally, this kid will always go off to his his right side, touch the boards with his stick, and come back, and he does not have a water bottle in his net. Oh, weird. Very strange, very strange. But yeah, Mike, I just I just think it's it's just a switch out that they're doing just so that they get equal playing time and one's not getting more time than the other. And um, one is getting backup time and some AHL games. I think it's just a balancing act that they're doing. Ah, Good question. Um, But to get back to recalls, our boy, Shane Wright. Shane Wright. He's back. Get back to Seattle. (laughs) Let's see if uh, he gets more ice time this time around. Yeah. Um, I'm I wrote hopeful. An, I, wrote an, okay. I wrote an article earlier this week on um, Marco Rossi and for for Jesse. Great article. Sport. Thank you. Um, let me tell you, I took all of his times in his 16 games that he played. I averaged it out, so that took time. It was like 12 minutes. Yeah. If you average all of his time. For for his NHL ice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh, it was, it was so frustrating because you want a player like that who's developing to get that ice time and get those opportunities. And he also has to earn those opportunities within the organization. They got to be able to trust that, that he can be out there. And 
for whatever reason that whether it was his confidence wasn't there or he wasn't honestly I think it was he was I don't want to say scared to shoot the puck but maybe hesitant to shoot the puck and really looking for a perfect opportunity and not being willing to take a chance with a good opportunity and sometimes you just got to put the puck on the net and if you're passing up a good shot opportunity and you're giving the puck away either to the other team or you're making a pass and then your teammate isn't in position to make the play that can kind of fall back on you and coaches really especially at the nhl level are really nitpicking that stuff and holding you to that as you should right because you're you're at the highest level of of professionalism at that point so Mm -hmm. um but shane wright optimistic that he'll see some more ice time this time around but i'm still i'm still a little worried about his skating like it the ahl looked to be such a perfect spot for him to develop like he and juniors this season it it would be like the numbers bedard is putting up right now like shane wright would be past that he would be ahead of those numbers but and i get everyone you know, everyone's really excited to see Connor Bedard and where he lands up in Anaheim. Um, oh, put him on a line with Zegris. That would oh, be... Dude. I get chills if, just thinking if, about that. If, and I'm not even a Ducks fan. If they get Bedard... The league the league's yeah. done. Like, yeah. An- Anaheim's com- coming for everybody. Um, but people have to realize, yes... He may be putting up these points in in juniors, and he may be finding new levels to go at in juniors. He has not yet reached the AHL. He has not yet practiced with the NHL. So could it translate? Absolutely. A player like Connor Bedard is adaptable. Like, he can do it. But it needs to be able to translate. It does. And like we talked about the other week on the show, um, right skating ability just isn't quite at the NHL level of readiness right now. And that's going to hold him back until he's able to bring that further along. You, you got a little smirk on your face. What just happened? Charlotte's, uh, uh, it's 3-2. So they're catching up. 3-2. I, I don't know, I don't know who has the I don't know who has the goals because I can't hear it, but I can hear when they get a goal. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll go to uh, the the AHL website here. Um, looks like Bunneman had the first one and Nash had the second. So, all right, Bunny. So, um, yeah, continuing with our our transactions here, uh, Johnny Brodzinski is headed to Hartford. Um, we talked about the Vancouver Canucks recalls. Um, Colin Delia up from Abbotsford um, because Vancouver um, Thatcher Demko is going to be out for a while. Uh, it looks like I think maybe six weeks is around what they were talking there for Demko, which that's a huge blow to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and I know with now with McKinnon being out, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'm looking at Colorado Eagle transactions right now. Yeah, they had a weird one because they had Alex Galchenyuk and they just sent him down. And then they also, uh, this just happened a little bit ago, uh, Colorado sent down Jason Megna, who was the Eagles captain to start the season. And Anaheim 
claimed Magna. So now the Eagles are without their captain. Um, which kind of puts them in a weird spot. So I don't know if this is just a mistype by the AHL, but it says date 12-7. Keep in mind, folks, we're recording on the 6th. Ooh. The AHL is predicting the future here. Um, Charles Huden, left winger, recalled from loan by Colorado. So he's going to Colorado. Okay. Or he's going to the Avs. Got my okay. eyes on you, Avs. Yeah. Count they, your days. I can't, I can't remember who I saw that posted this earlier today, but somebody did, and it's a great point. The Avalanche have already played 22 forwards this season because of all the different injuries that they've had. Like, that's so many. Like, you play 12 on a given night. 13 if you're hurting for D. 11 if you're the wild and your forwards are hurt. But, like, 12 yeah. is the, the standard. So to have 22 well, different guys that have played. I remember Fly, Flyers got to be up there, last too. Last season. Yeah, I don't even want to know. Um, <laughs> I remember last season, just due to COVID and everything, we were down so many guys. Um, Lappy had to play 11-7. Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota's done that, I think, three times this year already, which that's, that's Or 11-6, something like that. We yeah. were down guys. Uh, um, just because I was curious, I looked up the Flyers. Flyers are at 19. So... Well, you think about all the injuries well, that they've had. And another one's going to be going out. Mm-hmm. So, um, who else? We, we got missed maybe one other there. one here. Um, oh, yes. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning sent Cole Kepke down to Syracuse with uh, Anthony Sorelli returning from injury. So, um, Sorelli is such a big part of Tampa Bay and kind of had to know that Kepke was going back down, but... Um, Kepke's another fun player to to watch, and I think I think he's going to earn that NHL ice time here consistently, very very soon. For sure, um, but yeah, definitely going back to Anaheim claiming Jason Magna on waivers as as a GM. So you know you've got to put your couch GM hat on here. Um, mm-hmm. If you were the Anaheim GM and your team is hurting right now, you're looking to AHL teams. You're looking to see who is on waivers, who is on that waiver wire, mm-hmm. either AHL or NHL wise. You are looking because your team is hurting right now and you you want to win games. Now, the Anaheim fan base is a lot like the Flyers fan base. They are on the tank for Bedard train. Mm-hmm. Oh, they oh. sure are. They they very much are. Um, you know, Mike Walters of Ducks and Pucks. Uh, I'm not sure what train he's on, but uh, pretty sure he's on the take for Bedard train. <laughs> this is interesting, actually. Uh, Cap Friendly lists uh, Jason Megna as being on emergency loan for Anaheim. So that's weird. This is just a weird situation all the way around, but that's that's where he's at. Um, but yeah, Anaheim, Anaheim right now, uh, John Klingberg, John Moore, Isaac Lundestrom, and Jamie Drysdale all on injured reserve. They just got John Gibson back from injury. 
So they're kind of going through the ringer a bit too. And it's, it's transaction season. So you'll do what you got to do. And then with the gulls, you know, the, the gulls, I'm trying to get to my standings page here. I got so many tabs open right now, trying to look all this up. Um, Yeah. Gulls are six, 16 and oh, 12 points. They're sitting dead last. So the AHL club is struggling. The NHL club is struggling. You got to start looking outside the organization for some help. Yeah. As a GM, that's, that's what you do. Yep. Um, all right. This segment of American Beauties is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media, Pennsylvania. And definitely if you're ever in media, go check out their beer. It's pretty awesome. Um, on to our newest segment that uh, Mr. Dan here came up with because, oh, he came up with the last one, too. What do I even do on this show? I think I just sit here and look. You, you've done a lot. You, you have set up the structure of this show. You've you've been producing it behind the scenes as well. Give um, yourself some credit. So disciplinary report. Tucson Roadrunners forward. Okay. So I I botched right. his name last summer. It's Bokanji Imama. Is yeah. suspended four games for boarding. And Jan Jenik is suspended one game for is instigating a fight in the last five minutes of the third period. Yeah, the Imama boarding. Oh my goodness, that was bad. Like he he contacted the guy while they were like at the bottom of the faceoff circle and put him into the boards coming in that fast. Like it he earned the four. I, I don't think there's any debate about that, especially with what we've seen precedent wise this year. Um and then as for Sorry. Yannick, I mean, that's, that's an auto, you're good. <laughs> as for Yannick, that's an automatic. Um, anytime you're in the last five minutes of the third, that's going to be, you're out for that one and you're suspended for the next one. Um, so no surprise there, but interesting that that was the, the only ones we saw out of that too. So um, yeah. just kind of a, a weird situation with, with Tucson there, but uh, you know, a little more of a slap on the wrist than I think what you've seen at uh, at the NHL level this year. I can't remember the last time an NHL player got four games for boarding. I know um, it was either last year or two years ago, Kevin Fiala got three, but I don't remember seeing four for for boarding. So that's yeah, uh, yeah, no, kind of hard to argue with that one. I mean, we've, we've seen Tom Wilson get more for being Tom Wilson. But, but. but again, that's, that's the history there with Wilson though. That's, that's, Cumulative. Yeah. I feel like um, Imama, Unique, these guys haven't had the the history to necessarily justify like yeah. a ten game boarding or something like that. So, um, but yeah, short disciplinary report this week. We like when that's a, a shorter segment. Yeah, um, this segment. Oh, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> I said we don't like we like when we don't have to have that segment. That means they're being good boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So staying out of trouble. Uh, this next segment is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com and check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. Uh, Sam, this is uh, your segment. Your, uh, you know, we, we just talked about that. I, I had who's up, who's down. I had disciplinary report, but you came up with between the pipes. 
talking about our goalies and uh, you want to talk about Joey Dacord with uh, Coachella Valley. Yeah. So I think it's Joey Dacord, but I don't know. Let's, let's just go with it. He's with Coachella. I, Valley. I trust you on it. You've, you've been watching him more closely. He's than with I Coachella have. Valley. I actually think he was previously with Charlotte. Uh, I think you're right there. Oh my God. Sorry. There was almost a fight. You're good. Freaking Hershey captain can't 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 just anyway. Um so Joey Decord earned his first shutout in Coachella Valley history with a 1-0 win over the Henderson Silver Knights. And Decord stopped all 26 shots that he faced and held Henderson to a 0-4 on the power play. He is now 6-2-1 on the season with a 2.54 GAA and a .915 save percentage. He did also win his only start with Seattle this season. Um, he got called up, faced 40 saves, or faced 40 shots against, uh, 36 saves in that one, and uh, got the win. And you were right. He was uh, with Charlotte last season, 34 games, had a 2.28 goals against, and a 9.25 save percentage. So, Yeah, um, I remember seeing him in Lehigh. Yeah, putting putting his name into the record books um, with the first shutout for Coachella. So um, can't take that one away from him. He's he's in the books, and and everybody else is going to be chasing after that one. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we forgot to do this one. Yeah, we didn't forget though. We we put it in. We we built the the link up here. So. Uh, Check out Fanatics for all your NHL merchandise. You can use our promo code. Our link will be um, in the bio or in the show description here um, for the awesome discounts. Last week, it was like a 65% discount. It's um, still 65%, but the code is BOLT, B-O-L-T. There we go. So code is BOLT. Um, use our American Beauties link as well, um, and I can get you 65% off. Again, the, the holidays are just around the corner here. And if you're looking for something to, you know, give to the special someone in your life or after that, you realize, oh, I didn't get what I was looking for and hoping for some NHL merch in the stocking. Um, check out Fanatics. They got you covered. I bought myself a tattoo. Um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all we got for this week. Uh, I am very distracted by the game going on behind me. Oh, good. Well, we'll just do a quick wrap and we'll let you uh, watch the end of. Uh, it's almost the, over. Uh, there's, there's lots of minutes to go. They're not going to win. Uh, it, yeah. Three, two, less than a minute. Anything can happen, Sam. Listen, unless they can magically pull two goals out of anywhere. Oh, did, like... they, get, did they get the empty netter or is it still three, two? No, Lions still in that. Few Collies still in that. There's a minute 46 left in the third. Okay, well, we'll let you get to that one and see how this one ends. Um, that's it for tonight's show. Thank you to everybody who uh, tuned in and commented throughout the show. Uh, again, we're live Tuesday nights at 8.30, so be sure to join us there. Um, thank you as well to uh, all of our sponsors. Uh, Righteous Felon, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company, uh, Norse Beards, Luger Jerseys, Sterling Pig, Canadips, Old City Sports Network, and Fanatics. Um Really could not do this show without uh, the awesome sponsors and without uh, the support of OCSN as well. So um, go check out the other shows on the network. And uh, until next time, thanks for watching, everybody. Bye, guys.